0: It takes like at least a year to grow it. I mean, and actually in the first year we had the Adpocalypse, which was this um, time on YouTube where, I can't remember, there have been several of them, but the really bad one was when a lot. Load-
1: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Spreading Success Podcast. My name is Ram Raviv, and I'm your host. Today, I'm joined by Ben Hedges, also known as the Credit Shifu. How are you doing today, man?
0: Hey, guys, uh, hey, Ram, it's great to be here.
1: 100%, man, and for the listeners that really are not familiar with you, I just wanna share a quick story of how I found out about you. I was actually looking for my own credit cards and things like that when I was first getting started. My friend told me that I needed to get a credit card when I was 18. So that's what I did and your video popped up and ever since I've been pretty much addicted to personal finance, whether that be through you or other YouTubers and it's really a pleasure having you on, kind of seeing you from YouTube and now being able to talk to you and provide so much value and share your story on the podcast. Cool. 100%. So for the listeners that are not really familiar with you, can you just give us a 60 second snapshot of who you are and what you do?
0: Yeah, sure. So uh, I run a... YouTube business with several YouTube channels. One of those channels is the Credit Shifu, which is uh, basically talking about credit cards, personal finance, improving your credit score, that kind of thing. And uh, that's the main channel that I work on. Uh, We also have a couple of other channels, Generation Tech and Generation Films. Uh, I can tell you about those a bit later if you want. And um, yeah, I basically, uh, we give advice on credit cards. We also give advice on travel hacking, how to collect a lot of points with credit cards and then go and fly business class and stay in five-star hotels uh, almost for free. Um, that kind of stuff. We upload videos uh, three or four times a week uh, on YouTube. We also have a website. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, that's basically all. we mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, man. I'm so excited to dive even deeper into your story once we get into the value add and things like that. But I want to quickly transition into your early life, your middle school, high school days. How was how that time period looking like in terms of grades, your entrepreneurial YouTube content creator? How was that time period cool. going for you?
0: So I was born in Hong Kong. I lived there till I was nine. And then we moved to the UK, England. Yeah, you know, I did okay in school. I wasn't, wasn't brilliant. Finished like, with okay grades. But I always kind of struggled with certain things that I didn't think that they were useful, you know, and it took me a long time to really... Uh, kind of uh, find topics that were useful to study. Cause a lot of the things you see like math and uh, science and stuff, like uh, just didn't seem that practical and useful to me. Um, and then I, I started learning uh, Chinese with a private tutor and it was that point. I thought like this actually I could, uh, cause I, I knew quite a lot of Chinese people and I was born in Hong Kong, I was interested in like, Chinese martial arts and stuff like that. So I actually encountered people where I could use my Chinese and actually talk to them and it said like, that, yeah, this is actually a, a useful thing to study. And so this was after high school, I had a break of a few years doing um, outdoor activity instruction. This I was like a rock climbing instructor for two years. Uh, I was kind of chilling at that time, sort of waiting, thinking, oh, what should I do with my life? And then after I'd studied Chinese with a private tutor, I was like, oh, "You know, this is actually something I could, I'm motivated to study it because I can see an application, you know, I can actually use it to talk to people. So, and I was really curious about going back to Asia because I lived there as a kid, you know, and I felt like, I've, uh, you know, I want to rediscover it, I think. So, uh, yeah, I finally went to university at like 21 where other people were graduating at that time. I was just starting. But uh yeah, I went there and studied Chinese. So that was my um that was my major. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of a story really.
1: And that. that how did that kind of transform into your YouTube channel, the Credit Shifu? Obviously now I know where the whole Shifu part comes from, your your oh, culture yeah. and how you're really uh grown up. But yeah, just talk about how that really transitioned from just learning Chinese to what your YouTube yeah. channel is today.
0: Yeah, so like um, after I graduated, I came to New York and I worked for this Chinese American TV company called NTD, uh, NTD Television. You may have seen some of their videos on Facebook. They have like a massive Facebook page, like 20 million fans. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they uh, basically at the start, they were, well, when I was there, they weren't really that big on social media. They were more like about kind of like um, broadcasting uncensored news to China, breaking through, you know, Chinese Communist Party censorship, that kind of thing. And so I worked there obviously because of my degree, you know, and, um, I worked there for five years full time and I had a really big YouTube show. Uh, in fact, I still freelance for them and do this show that's really big in Taiwan. It's got, uh, 500,000 YouTube subscribers, but about the five year mark, I was like, you know what? I could actually do a lot of this stuff myself and my own business. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I left and, uh, I met my business partner, Alan, also working in the TV industry. So, uh, we started Generations Media, which um, is basically a company that uh, owns four YouTube channels. And the Credit shuffle I actually started when I was still working at uh, this TV station. And that's why in the first sort of like 30 or 40 Credit shuffle videos, you don't see my face. I'm just a voice because I was bound by contract. I can't appear on video for any other company, right? But then when I finally left, I, I got released from that. So I could actually go on screen, you know, for other companies and... Uh, and do that, so that was really cool.
1: How you got into the credit aspect?
0: Yeah, so I'll talk about how I got into uh, the topic of uh, credit, applying for credit cards, that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, I came from a different country, and when you come here, and you're to the US, and you basically, you don't have a credit score, um, you really, you can't really get anything. I mean, other countries aren't really the same when, you know, credit score is like, I think it's a little bit changed now, like in the UK, I think they do have credit scores now, but certainly when I was there at that time, you didn't really have a credit score that you know about, or each bank had their own one for you, but you didn't have one that you could check. Um, but yeah, coming to the US, you know, every time I wanted to, um, let's say, get a new phone or something, they'd always ask for like, uh, you know, with contracts, for the plan, they'd ask for like a $400 deposit or something like that. Um, I remember renting an apartment, I think I paid $7,000 up front, which was like three months rent, plus a huge security deposit. Uh, I kept having to do things like that, and I asked some people, why? you know, why do I keep having this kind of situation? They're like, oh, you, you don't have a credit score, you know? So that's when I started researching um, basically how to improve your credit score. And one of the websites I discovered was the points guy. And I read a lot of articles on his website about how to, you know, improve your credit score. And then I found out about the whole like credit card rewards kind of thing. And I was like, oh, you know, I like travel. I could do that, you know, And I had loads of points and uh, stay in five-star hotels. That sounds good. So uh, yeah, that's how I got into it. And basically, when I started for, it was going to be kind of like it's basically kind of like the points guy, but a video version. Because his stuff's only on a website, mm-hmm. uh, and he has video now. But uh, that's only like the last few months that he's added that. But uh, yeah, at the beginning, basically, I was like, I'm going to kind of do what he does, but I'm going to do it as a video instead of a website. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously when you left that job that you were currently work, that you were originally working at, and then you went to do your own thing, how is your family, your, your parents, your brothers, sisters, your friends in the community responding? Cause that's not something that a lot of people are just okay with because it's very risky, the entrepreneurial space, you know, doing your own thing. Not a lot of people are very supportive. So how were they reacting?
0: Actually, you know, I think they were uh, it's a little bit different because I, I the job I had was like that company's like a non-profit organization so the pay uh wasn't hugely high you know mm-hmm. um so they were already like felt like oh you know ben's like doing something he believes in rather than chasing money anyway right so actually when i left that um i, I think they it's probably the opposite from a lot of people mm-hmm. they were like oh he's actually going to go and do something uh, that's really just for the money now more more serious now <laughs> so probably the opposite of, of most people actually but uh, when i left I did actually work well, very hard. Like the first year, I've been uh, I worked for Uber, and I also worked I worked nights at Trader Joe's uh, from like five p.m. to midnight, uh, several days a week, um, to supplement. You know, because in the first year, our income from our company wasn't enough, um, so to supplement that. So it was very hard the first year, and by the second year though, it really started to take off, and the third year has been like awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And then, obviously, throughout your first couple of years, like you said, you weren't producing as much as you needed in terms of to survive and things like that. But what was a main issue through the credit Shifu itself in terms of growing content? What was the main issue that you were struggling with in the first couple of years, and what did you do to overcome it?
0: Uh, with YouTube, it's kind of like I've grown a lot of YouTube channels, so I, I kind of know how it goes with YouTube normally the first year you really don't make much money at all uh, unless you're super lucky, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, if you just keep uploading, you will eventually get videos that kind of spike and go viral, um, or viral within your niche, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, in the first, in the first year I, I started to have a few, uh, like I had, um, which Amex charge card is right for you. That was one of my early ones that started getting a lot of views. Um, then I also had, uh, how to climb the credit card ladder kind of like shows you the different stages, different kind of tiers of credit card from like startup cards to, uh, pre, you know, the premium card kind of thing and everything in between. And, uh, yeah, you get, you know, if you can get a video to go viral, it gets more people to subscribe and then you kind of, you go up kind of like this, you know, as so you get viral drops back down, but then the new baseline is higher than the, the previous baseline kind of thing. Uh, and kind of go up in steps like that. So it takes like at least a year to grow it. I mean, and actually in the first year we had the apocalypse, which was this um, time on YouTube where I can't remember. There have been several of them, but the really bad one was when a load of advertisers pulled out because their ads had been, it had been discovered that their ads were on kind of like extremist content. And some journalist oh, he went and called a load of companies and was like, are you aware your ad is on extremist content or something like that? And so all these companies pulled their I mean, this guy, what a, oh, you know, he doesn't realize he's, he's ruining the careers of, you know, potentially like thousands of people by doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. But this journalist, yeah, did this. And basically, yeah, these big companies pulled out of YouTube. And so I remember Credit who was making about $25 a day. Um, at that time, I think this was 2017. And it went down to $5 a day. It just like whoosh, flatlined on $5 wow. a day. It was crazy. So that was a big challenge in the first year, but we were very lucky. We had another channel going, Generation Tech, our Star Wars Fan Theory channel, which I did a lot of videos for in the early days. But I don't, I don't really do that much for it now because credit shift would a lot more money. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like evening out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we had that as an income source as well. And I worked at Trader Joe's. So, you know, we were kind of okay. We got through it. Um, but uh, yeah, that was one of the big challenges in the first year is that adpocalypse.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, someone starting from, from scratch, I actually just started my YouTube channel for the podcast, putting things like this on YouTube. And obviously, just trying to figure out how to gain the first momentum for subscribers and eventually thinking about monetization. So, obviously, c- consistent content is, is extremely important. But how would you recommend someone gaining their momentum or going viral to, to get that push and then start with the higher baselines like you were talking about?
0: Well, at the beginning, definitely a way that you can use is uh, what they call 10 programming, which is when you've got an event coming up uh, and in the lead up to it, uh, interest in that event or that thing starts to increase until it hits a peak. And then afterwards it kind of trails off. Right. So if you've got like, say a new movie coming out or something like the Avengers movie that came out a few months ago, um, you know, in the few weeks before it, people start getting interested in it, start searching that term, you know, Mm-hmm. so if you start making content this is what we do on our channel generation films our, our third channel um if you start making content about that it gets more and more more and more interest in it until the kind of the peak which is when the event itself happens and then even after the movie is out it takes a while to trail off so it makes this kind of triangular shape like a tent right it's called tent pole mm-hmm. programming so that's one um really good way and i did that on the credit shift actually with the release of the chase sapphire reserve so i started it just after the uh sapphire reserve had been released so i caught kind of like the peak and as trailed off coming down it took a long time for interest to die down though in that card so because that was a really big uh credit card release with a hundred thousand point sign up bonus um from chase so yeah um that's a really big thing to take advantage of because at the beginning, no one's searching for you, you know, like before yeah. you were famous, no one knows who you are. So you need to ride the wave of other things that are famous, whether it's a movie or whether it's like you're doing is interviewing someone else who's already got a following or, you know, like you, you need some search terms that people are actually looking for at the beginning. Uh-huh. And then once you've got some content, you got some subscribers and stuff, then you yourself can kind of become uh, the search term. People yeah. start searching for you, but at the beginning, you've got to, You've got to use this, and this technique actually can still be used all the way through your, you know, YouTube career because you can always get new subscribers off the back of popularity of something else. You know,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, and through credit cards, I know there are different rules and regulations in different countries, and I know that you're traveling like all, so many different places, and you also have like fans and subscribers from different areas. So, how does your content? kind of get affected by those different regulations and different cards and different countries and things like that?
0: Actually, uh, credit for content mainly is targeted at U S mm-hmm. uh, subscribers. I think like 85% is from the U S mm-hmm. we try to do a little bit of UK content, uh, just cause I'm from the UK. And then every time I do a UK video, there seems to be not that much content for credit cards in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever I do a UK video, you know, I always put a little flag in the corner to show people's from the UK, <laughs> but, um, a lot of people subscribe and then they think that I'm doing that all the time because they can act. and then they kind of get disappointed um with the the next videos all about the US and then they leave comments like oh I wish our credit cards were as good as, as <laughs> the best ones right they're only about half as lucrative in terms of oh, wow. and stuff like that yeah so um but yeah you do notice a big difference like UK I think Amex Gold I got it for my mom the UK is uh 20,000 points sign-up bonus. Here, it's like you can get 50,000, you know? Wow. So, yeah, it's a little bit, it's quite different.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and definitely, like you said, you put the flag and then, obviously, because it's an under-saturated in the UK, yeah. it brings so many people and that's that's something that you could maybe even take advantage of by starting the Credit Shifu UK, maybe even having, yeah. you know, like that.
0: The better model would really be to find someone in the UK who's interested in doing it and be like, hey, I'll, I'll franchise it out to you, you know, kind
1: of like, yeah, show them how to, how to do everything, show them how to grow. And yeah, that's, that's something to look into, but something about credit that and personal finance as a whole that I'm really scared of is the recession. Okay? Okay. Everyone knows it's coming and it's just so many people are saying so many different ways on how to prepare and what to do with credit and how to leverage credit and credit cards and points and things like that. But for people who are just starting out with credit, people who are just in the, in the college area, 18 to 22, what what are some steps that they can do or how can they leverage credit to better prepare themselves for the time that are, that are coming?
0: Well, I, first of all, I wouldn't recommend sort of like having a credit card I'd be like, oh, I'll, I'll survive the re- a recession.
1: Uh, just like through like the credit score and points and things like yeah. that, how can they like take advantage of it?
0: Well, you know – Yeah. Okay. So like, if, do you mean like in a recession where perhaps you're earning less or things are tight, so you use credit card points if you're going to be able to travel and have good vacation experience? Yeah, no, I totally, well, you can, you can kind of do it the same as, um, as the rest of the time, really, just mm-hmm. leveraging points. Um, but you know, maybe if it's a recession, you're going to want to c- conserve your points more because you don't know when the good times are going to roll back, right? So mm-hmm. um, maybe sign-up bonuses are going to kind of dry up a little bit because you know a lot of people might have defaulted on their debt, so the credit card companies are losing some money. You know, right now we've got record high credit card debt again, just like we had before. Um, 2008 I believe yeah and um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's all gonna explode straight away You know, um, it could keep on going for quite a while, but uh, yeah, we've got record high credit card debt So, you know, if, if you do have a recession I guess you can expect a lot of people that kind of like default on their debt not pay their cars that kind of thing mm-hmm. if their accounts closed credit card companies start losing money probably sign-up bonuses will be less so you're going to probably want to go for options like um redeeming for economy tickets rather than you know saving up huge numbers of points and getting class you know um you're going to kind of of want to go for the value option rather than the luxury option uh, i guess but there's still a lot of good experiences you can have for you know reasonably cheap price you know like um maybe you can think of a place where there's a really great hotel, right? And it's a really beautiful place, but then you go for a cheaper, more budget option, more budget hotel, but still in the same place. Like yeah. for example, I went to the Cayman Islands, I stayed at the Ritz-Carlton, but actually there's like a Marriott just a mile down the beach. It's the same beach, just as beautiful, yeah. but it's, it's like half the price, you know, it's way, you know, much more reasonable. And you can still, you can do those on points as well. I mean, Ritz-Carlton and Marriott it's the same points kind of yeah. you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and obviously through your traveling and through everything, the Credit Shifu is some, not something that's just easy, a side thing. It takes a lot of effort on a consistent basis. I see the quality of content that you're making and the abundance of content. So can you kind of walk the listeners through a day in the life on a consistent basis? What does it take to run something like Credit Shifu on a YouTube channel?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, I basically do, I guess, three types of videos. One is like news videos, where I'll just look on all the blogs, uh, credit card blogs, or even type credit card into Google and look at Google News and see what's happening uh, in the morning, you know? And if there's something breaking news, like a new card is released or, well, a new card probably would have known about it, you know, a little bit before, but, you know, um, or if there's a new sign-up bonus on a card, like today, the uh, City Premier has got the 60,000 point signup bonus back, which had been away for like, eight months or something like that. Um, So that's probably, I'm gonna do a video about that later. But um, yeah, so that's one way, just doing kind of like a breaking news sort of video. Uh, And then another one is a more planned video where we might spend like one or two days planning it, which is like doing a credit card comparisons, like best travel credit card, best student credit card, that kind of thing. And you just like, you look through everything that's on offer, see what the characteristics of it are, and then do a comparison, score them, say which one would be right for who, that kind of thing. And we have list videos, like um, we did one, 10 ways to tank your credit score, you know, like basically what not to do to uh, maintain your credit score. So those are our sort of researched videos, you know? Uh, and then we have our travel videos, which are my favorite to do, but I can't do them all the time because obviously I'm not traveling like every week, you know, it's like once every couple of months we'll go on a trip or something. Um, but those are really the most fun because we can, you know, we go to some exotic location like uh, Cancun or Cayman Islands, or we've been to London, we've been to um, Taiwan. And, you know, we take camera, we take the drone, uh, go to some awesome hotels, or we uh, go to, like, um, airport lounges and do reviews of lounges and stuff. And I basically perfected the hotel review, airport lounge review. Like, as soon as we get to the, lounge, to the hotel, it's like, all right, camera ready. I do the door opening shot, key goes in, open it into the room before it's all messed up, you know? or well, actually, no, I go in first and I turn every single light on so it looks really great and I come back out again and I... <laughs> For the first time, right?: <laughs> Yeah, so that's one of the formats. Uh, so it's, it's basically these three formats that we do, you know like breaking news, a uh, research, informational video, or a travel video. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And of course, all of these videos take a lot of time and effort and research, obviously, credit cards, with, they have a lot of terms and conditions you have to read over so you don't want to give misinformation to your audience. So how much effort really goes into that on a consistent
0: basis? We do. That's that's the part that is kind of like nerve-wracking. Like if you get something slightly yeah. wrong, you know, and you have to issue a redaction, you'd be like, oh, I incorrectly stated. Luckily, actually, we haven't. It's pretty rare that we've we've made mistakes. Uh, probably there's a few mistakes that we've had to put a, a little comment to be like, oh, we quoted this wrong or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, pretty, yeah. But sometimes, you know, especially when I do like a, um, a video about a rumor or something, you know, like oh, some new card is going to come out. And then someone will leave a comment like ah oh, this is like bs like it's just a rumor it's not going to happen you know and then a few months later it happens and i'm like <laughs> the rumor was right you know we got it right um but yeah going through terms and conditions that's that is a big thing cuz there's a lot of very complicated terms and conditions with credit cards and um you know if you read something on another blog you can't really just take it as as true mm-hmm. you know because some there's a lot of stuff out there on the internet so you, if yeah. you read something you then need to go and look at it for yourself and research it and make sure that, that is actually correct and not just what some authors their understanding of it you know yeah.
1: yeah yeah and you said that you have your three basic main types of content and i saw that you actually started a wallet company i saw the, the yeah. website and things like that i really like it um, but in terms of your future plans, whether that be through YouTube or Credit Shifu, what do you have in mind in the next, you know, three to five years? What's, what's that looking like for you?
0: Yeah, well, we, um, so we took on our first full-time employee at the beginning of this year, mm-hmm. um, and she works on our channel, Generation Tech, which is a Star Wars fan theory channel mm-hmm. so about 350,000 subscribers. And we then partnered with another guy on a channel called Generation Films, uh, And so we have like these other two channels going, uh, credit Shifu. So we're growing them and then credit Shifu, we want to grow the views. We just hit a hundred thousand subscribers. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's cool. Right. So, um, we hit a hundred thousand subscribers and we got, you know, we're selling wallets. Uh, we want to expand that. Um, we also do affiliate marketing for credit cards so you can, you know, on the videos that we talk about certain card, we'll put like, Oh, if you want to learn more about, this, you know, certain card you can click the link and you can go and have a look, whatever. Uh, we're not allowed to say apply. We have to say, learn more, right? <laughs>
1: Those
0: are the conditions of the program. But, uh, anyway, that's, that's the way it is, but then it is an application link. They can click through and they yeah. apply So credit sugar, we, we do want to expand the website, uh, have written articles on our website. So we're probably getting to the stage where we, we did actually employ a video editor as a, free, a freelance video editor, uh, to do some editing for us. I haven't had him do anything in a while. Um, just because I've been moving house and I've been super busy because I, I have to still write the scripts and stuff to give him you know, to edit. But we do, we do want to get some other people involved. And so this guy, he's very good. Um, I want to get him back editing a few things. And then the next stage is probably to employ some writers and actually have written articles on our website um, that also have affiliate links to credit cards. Because uh, if we can get enough eyeballs on it, um, it's like a small, you know, 2% of people click through and then another small percentage of that apply. But we know we know the numbers, so we know that, like, if we can guarantee this many views on a certain thing, we will get this many applications, which equals this much money. It does work out, like, profitable, even if we're paying writers and uh, editors and stuff. So basically the next step, I'm being kind of lazy with it, but the next step is to some more outsourcing and management and kind of yeah. stuff. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's definitely important. I actually have uh, an editor for my podcast. She does the YouTube videos, the podcast, makes Instagram content, and things like that. So I can focus on on you know moving the needle forward in terms of getting more guests, perfecting my craft in terms of speaking, conversation, things like that. So outsourcing is definitely. A huge thing in whatever industry and whether that be YouTube or even some some uh, virtual assistants even do Facebook ads which I thought was insane how they can train people to do that through videos and things like that and that's that's definitely something that that I'm looking into when I do want to start my own business obviously I'm 18 just just getting started into the whole entrepreneur thing interviewing people to gain more insight and provide value to listeners as well but just like a final thought what would be your number one piece of advice for someone who start, who went through some of the struggles that you went through and who wants to achieve some of the big things that you've been able to achieve so far?
0: Um, well, if it's someone on YouTube is uh, just keep uploading, you know, I mean, make sure your content is, your content is quality, but just keep uploading. Also, sometimes you have to do a lot of things that fail um, in order to get finally an idea that's actually going to succeed. So don't be afraid. Um, of something that fails. Like, if you look back through YouTube, you'll find uh, I don't know if you can still find it, but you may find um, Learn Guitar with Brad English, which is my guitar teaching channel from like 10 years ago. <laughs> two videos on it. Uh, and that was an idea I had. I thought it was going to be great, but I was like, yeah, I'm going to teach people guitar and stuff. And then I, I was like, wait a minute, if I'm teaching like pop songs, isn't there going to be a copyright problem with that? So <laughs> that channel stopped after like two videos. <laughs> Um, and then we've had a load of other channels. Um, I had my learn Chinese now channel, which also reached hundred thousand subscribers. But the bad thing about that is that, uh, the money you get from language teaching ads is really low. It's a really specific niche and there's not much competition. So the price of ads is really low credit Shifu and other like grand Stefan and all these guys in the finance space. This is like the highest CPMs, you know, you can get it a video with one ad will get like a $5 CPM. If you can get two or three ads in it, 10 minute videos, uh, you can get like 10 to $15 per thousand views. So it's, it's, you know, um, but it took us a while. It took me a while to find, you know, what was both there was demand for and offered high, you know, compensation mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. if you're starting out, um, you might have to do a few things for several years, even, uh, end in failure, but, uh, you, you're kind of constantly learning and honing your skills and you will eventually find the thing that can actually be a success. You know? mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. So where can people find out more value if they have any questions or if they want to subscribe to your channel or if they want to follow you on Instagram, where can they find out about you and, and just talk, talk yeah. to you?
0: Yeah. So, um, on all my social media is basically the, the credit shifu. um, uh, shifu is S-H-I-F-U so the credit shifu so Instagram uh, Facebook is facebook.com forward slash the credit shifu. Uh, we have the credit shifu.com uh, where you know if you're interested in a new wallet you can purchase wallets from our wallet store they are Italian leather very nice um, and then obviously YouTube as well the credit shifu uh, on YouTube. We also have the Business Shifu, which is a small channel on YouTube, has a little bit of business stuff, but uh, I'm not really producing videos for that one at the moment. Um, but yeah, those are our main social media. Our main platform is really YouTube. We do have Facebook and Instagram as well.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, Ben, thank you so much for hopping on this call. I think our conversation definitely provided some value and insight for people that are just getting started, people who want to know more about what you do, the credit Shifu, for what it stands for, and just sharing your story. So thank you again for hopping on and we'll see you guys on the next episode.
0: Cool, thanks for having me Ron.